Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to episode four of the Financial Coaches Podcast. We're so glad that you decided to join us today. Listen, today we have some really great content set up for you. We are going to talk about how to take, a, how to convert a client from your consultations. So we're going to go through all sorts of fun stuff, like what are some of the mental somersaults that we as coaches go through when it comes to charging people and what that consult's going to look like. We're actually going to walk you through what an example of a typical consult could look like. And of course, it's not going to be the only way, but we want to just kind of give you a couple of tips on what that could look like for you. And then we're also going to just kind of have a fun discussion today. We're going to talk about a question that comes up a lot for coaches, and that is whether or not to offer a money back guarantee. So stay tuned for all of that. And here we go. All right. Yeah, I'm personally very excited about this this uh, topic because this is the part of my coaching practice that I have the most fun with. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a people person. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I like meeting new people. I like learning about their situations. And, you know, one of the biggest things that, that I love about coaching is, you know, finding people who are in a rough place, whether it be financially or mentally or mm-hmm. emotionally, um, and just giving them some hope, you know, like, that's just the coolest thing for me. And, and during the consultation, I definitely hear that hope in their voice from, from like, you know, the beginning of the call towards the end, their mm-hmm. voice is very different. Their mm-hmm. language is very different. And it's just, it just makes me feel good. Um, and, you know, so this is one of the fun, one of the most fun things for me. However, I also <laughs> know that this can be one of the scariest things for people. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, if they, if they're a little shy or, you know, something like that, or they, um, struggle with their, you know, self-confidence and and their abilities or what they're trying to do or what they're trying to, you know, charge people, it can be scary. It can be intimidating. So, you know, one of the things that I think it's important to know though, is that this is something that you're actually doing. You're like working on your business, right? Mm. Um, this isn't busy work. This isn't, you know, making a content calendar. This isn't following up with, you know, your clients. This isn't uh, posting on Instagram. This isn't doing any of those things that all, those all still matter, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But this is something that is crucial to your business. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of pressure, which is where that that fear and intimidation can come in. But it's also the, the, it's also the time that you can really like showcase your abilities and you can really shine. and you know this is this is the time that drives your business forward. You know you, you're making that new income, you're keeping it growing. So, you know it's it's important to know that this is probably one of the most important things to do within your coaching business, aside from probably meeting with your clients as well. Wow. Um, so, if this is so important, why do you think we go through so many of those mental somersaults? Uh, because it is so important, you know? <laughs> okay, that, fair enough, yeah. So what are some of the mental somersaults that you have gone through or that some of the other coaches that you've talked to have gone through? Yeah, so I think that uh, my speaking from experience and also from just, like, talking to other coaches, too, 
you know, rejection is always the biggest one, you mm-hmm. know, because we come to the, we come to the call or to the meeting with the best intentions. We really want the best, not only for the client, but also for ourselves and our families by obtaining the client too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that rejection is just really scary. And it's, and no matter what you do, there's always a little thing in the back of your head during the entire call. That's like, this may not be worth it. You know, that like they, they might say no. You know, you can try to block that out as much as possible, but it'll always be there in some way. So Hmm. rejection is a big one for sure. Um, Yeah. Before you tell another one, I'm going to share that I think, so I actually have a background. My background is not in sales. So don't misunderstand the statement. I was in direct sales for about 12 years before I decided to transition into uh, specifically coaching. And there was actually some overlap there. And I always, when I first started, I was like, I'm, I'm not a salesperson. I don't enjoy it. And what I learned very quickly is that you don't need to be a salesperson. You can be a service person. And so as long as I would show up and be of service to somebody, it kind of took that pressure off a little bit of whether they said, no, it wasn't that big a deal. However, when I was in direct sales, I was selling a product. And when I heard no, I heard no to the product. And one of the mental somersaults that I went through, and I know so many other coaches go through this, Cody, is that when they say no to financial coaching, I'm the product, right? Like it's it's whatever mm-hmm. I'm willing to do for them. And actually the result is the product, but they want the result. And so if they say no, it's very easy to assume, oh, they said no to me, right? Not just this piece of product that I have. I mean, for me, it was candles. I think you've also sold products as well, watches and stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so you get this. And so that was one of the mental somersaults that I went through. And so it wasn't just rejection of a specific product. It was almost, it felt like a rejection of me personally. Yeah. So just piggybacking off of that, I actually had an experience probably a month ago, I would say, um, to where I had that exact feeling. And let me tell you, it was not fun. It, <laughs> it affected me on the call and it affected me for like the rest of the night. Wow. Um, I, I even talked to my wife about it. I was just like, man, this, this sucked. Um, but basically, you know, so the call basically went how all of them usually go, which is, you know, they, they come to me and they're stressed and then they get that hope. Right. And I'm feeling good. I, you know, I'm looking at her numbers. Everything makes sense. Like she's totally able to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only do it, but then also make really good progress too. Mm-hmm. And then when I told her the price, she like kind of balked. She like almost like laughed in a way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was eating something and she kind of choked <laughs> or whatever, but like, you know, she, that's what it was. Right. And, uh, and then she goes, that's going to you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yep. And she goes like all at once, at, like every month. <laughs> and I'm like, Yes. Yep. And she goes, Oh, well, I don't think that's worth that. She literally said that. Mm -hmm. And you know, mind you, she has a car payment. That's more than what I'm charging her. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, I was just like, it, it just really threw me through a ringer and it Mm -hmm. made me feel bad about myself. Um, now granted I had my, my night of sulking (laughs) and and I worked it out. And I know I now move past it. I'm like, you know what? She just didn't see the value in it and that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. she wasn't ready for it. You know, maybe it, maybe in the future she might be. Um, but at that point in her time, 
her situation didn't hurt her enough or she didn't want to change enough to make the leap, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes um, as coaches, it's different. It's difficult for us to not assign one person's reaction to all of our potential clients. Right. Yeah. And so I'm really glad that you had your night of sulking and that you were able mm -hmm. to get over that because her reaction to that, it doesn't mean that your pricing is too high. It just means, like you said, she didn't personally see the value in it, given her circumstances, the results that she was looking for. And, you know, she may go out and find somebody who will do it cheaper, but that doesn't necessarily mean she'll get the same results either. And she might connect yeah. with somebody better than you, you know, maybe she was embarrassed that she didn't have that money. And that was the only way that she could keep guarded and still say no to you in a, yeah. I was going to say in a nice way, but it doesn't sound like it was super nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 So and, that is, you know, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, uh, and you know, with that, that definitely lowered my confidence. Like I'm a person, I, I personally have, a good amount of confidence I feel um, you know I have my own struggles in some in some ways but overall I feel I'm a pretty confident person but after mm -hmm. that call it definitely lowered my confidence um, and I had to shake it off because I had another consultation an hour later Wow right yeah um, so that's another thing that I think that we can struggle with is, is low confidence and you know in that moment I was you know coming off of that and I had my hour to process it I vented to my wife mm -hmm. and then I sat down at my computer five minutes before my, my next call and I was still thinking about it. And I literally just, I was just like, I need to be Tom Brady right now. <laughs> I need to, I need to have that, that football mentality, the quarterback mentality and just literally like wipe it from my memory. Yeah. Like just get it out mm -hmm. and then go into this, this next play and throw a touchdown essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what happened next one for you. they turn into a client so that, that that's a beautiful story seriously that, that, yeah. that I, I love that you shared that they actually became a client on the next one uh because i mm -hmm. think I mean, we could talk for the rest of the session today on how what all this looks like and all the different somersaults that we go through. But since you already kind of threw a, a transition in there for us, can you walk us through what that consultation looked like? The one that, I mean, I'm supposing yeah. they're kind of similar, uh, at least structurally. So, but I want you to focus for our audience. I want you to focus on the one that became a client since they already know a little bit about the one prior. Sure. So what I can say about my consultations is that I have a pretty good structure, like a pretty good skeleton of it. Um, <clears throat> however, what I do is I bend the structure and I bend the skeleton based off of the type of person that's on the other, on the other line. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so if the other person is like super cheerful and like really interactive, then like I might throw in some more jokes. Right. Mm -hmm. But if they're like very serious and to the point then I might throw in some more like, um, some more like emotional hits, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Right. There's a, there's so, a counseling term for that. Do you know what that is? I don't know. Nope. It, it's is actually, it, mirroring? Very, it is mirroring. I was going to say, it's actually yes. very intuitive. So yes, mm -hmm. it is mirroring. And so whether or not you realized you were doing that, that's, that's actually a very effective tool. So good job. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize I was doing that, but I, <laughs> I just heard, uh, so I was watching the office and okay. <laughs> Andy Bernard, when he first goes to Scranton, he says, this is how I'm going to get to the top. I'm going to be doing personality mirroring and never break a handshake. And I was just like, okay, all right. 
<laughs> so you can always find something in the office, huh? <laughs> Lots of business lessons in the office for yeah. sure. Yeah, that, that's hilarious. So yes, yeah. you were mirroring, so that's good. So when someone comes on, you kind of get a sense. Now let me ask you, Cody. Do you do your consultations live like this, or do you typically do them via phone? I prefer over Zoom. Okay. Um, now every now and then, like if I have someone who's uh, local and they ask for coffee. You know, I'll do that just because I think that doing in person is even better. Um, but I do prefer Zoom because I have kids at home and you know stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, if they prefer a phone, then cool, we'll do phone. Um, but as far as the structure goes, you know, I always like to just hop on and just kind of build some rapport. So you know, kind of like chit chat a little bit. At you know, thank them for coming on, thank them for their trust because I know that you know talking about money with people can be weird. Mm -hmm. um you know stuff like that and just kind of like t learning more about them you know like what do you do you know how's your night been how was work you know that kind of thing for a couple minutes two or three minutes okay and then from there you know i ask them like what exactly they're trying to accomplish uh with their financial goals or even more like ask them what are they looking for out of this call and what are they looking for out of a potential coaching relationship mm -hmm. um then they let me know that and that's what I kind of use is like my, I kind of like take their answer and then I use that later on to like pick at, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you, the, you use that to remind them of the pain that they're in. Correct, okay. yes, mm -hmm. yes. Um, which might sound mean <laughs> or, <laughs> or like manipulative, but it's it's whatever, like, you know, it's it, it, they need to understand their situation, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, So from there, I ask them for, just some basic numbers, you know, like what's their income, what's what's in their savings, if they have any, uh, what kind of debt they have, what their mortgage or rent is. Um, and those are basically the four main things that I ask for because that gets me a pretty good picture of things. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, if they're looking to pay off debt, uh, for example, um, I then lean in and I ask them how their debt makes them feel. Hmm on both a monthly basis and overall. So, you know, if they have 50 grand in debt, I'm like, when you think about 50 grand, how does it make you feel? Or when you think about $800 in minimum payments a month, how does it make you feel? And that's when they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> this this is why I'm on the call. <laughs> it hits them a little right? bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's important for you to do. And you don't, you know, you don't have to like do it in a smug way where you're like, well, look at that. How does that make you feel? You mm -hmm. know, like it's, right. it's like a, it's like an endearing, like caring thing, like genuinely, like, okay, how do you feel? You know? Mm -hmm. um, and FYI, one of the interesting things, so, you know, I come from a therapy background and there's always that joke of, you know, oh, how does it make you feel? I heard that all the time from family yeah. members and all of that. So if you're looking for a different way, if you're listening today and you're lo looking for a different way to ask that, sometimes you can actually get into the real feeling. So for example, um, say something like, you know, so you have $800. When you hear $800 in payments, 
what happens in your stomach, right? Like what happens at your gut or does your heart skip a beat? So you're actually giving them a physical thing to hang on to. And the reason for that is because what it does, it's like a cue for them. So next time they go to sit down to pay their bills and their heart skips a beat or they get that pit in their stomach, they remember, oh, this is the feeling that I don't like. So it's not just a, you know, yes, I feel sad or I feel frustrated and, and put a feeling word to it. it. It's actually something that is going to physically happen to them that will be a cue later on for them. That's really, really powerful. I've never done that, but I'm going to do it from now on. <laughs> so. Awesome. I'd love to hear if our listeners find that powerful too, because yeah. it's just a different way to ask a very similar question. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So after I figure out how they're feeling about everything, uh, I kind of move forward with, the, with uh, the consultation and I tell them, okay, this is the... This is the general plan that I help people walk through, right? And I kind of go step by step um, and tell them the plan that I help people walk through. Now I do tell them that everyone's different mm-hmm. and that, you know, this is this is just a general thing and that personal finance is personal, right? Um, I make that very clear, um, but you know, I think it's important for them to know what the plan is. So mm-hmm. I take them through step by step um, as far as like, you know, the goals that I would recommend working on and stuff like that. And with every step, I take a second to pause and I say, so imagine if you were in this position, how would that feel? Mm-hmm. I get their answer. Great. Next step, explain it, blah, 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 interact with them. Right. So imagine that you got that step and this step done. How would that make you feel? Awesome. Here's your next step. And you just walk through it with them. And by the time you get done with, you know, whatever, whatever kind of program you're going to, you know, put them through or, or whatever, however kind of structure you have with your coaching, by the time you're done, they not only have hope for what they're dealing with currently, Mm-hmm. But they also have like this aspiration for things yeah, they, that haven't happened yet. Yeah. You help them actually get a vision. They can visualize themselves in those different steps so that they they can go, yeah, th- this is what I want. This is, this is where mm-hmm. I want to go. Now, let me ask you this. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. I know you love when I do that. Okay. If, have you ever had anybody go, okay, well, at the end of this step, yeah, that doesn't sit right with me. Something's weird about that. Like, I don't see myself in that step at that time. Has anyone ever said that to you? And if so, how did you handle it? Yeah, so um, it doesn't happen often, but when it does happen, it's usually just about, like, the order of things that I would recommend. Okay. Perfect. Um, and it basically, like, you know, the way that I combat that or, you know, the way that I respond to that, rather, is... I just say, listen, like we can do that if you want to do that. That is an option. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I believe that this structure is the best way for these reasons. And then I just kind of unpack it for them a little bit mm-hmm. more um, and give them a more deeper, uh, a deeper explanation as to why this might be, you know, like the second or third thing that we do versus the, you know, seventh or eighth thing that we do. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so. And usually after I, I have that time to explain it to them, usually they're like, oh, okay, that makes total sense. Usually. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. And then, and then when you're, well, we, I don't want to cross that bridge later. What I was going to ask was, have they, have they followed that plan as they work with you? But that is a topic for a completely different episode. So we will not go there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I would like to add just a couple of things. Well, I want to get to the close, how you close those sessions. Uh, yes. But before we do that, I'm just going to sprinkle in a couple of things that I do differently. It's, it's not a ton, but just so our listeners can go, oh, so there are different ways to do a consultation. Uh, one of the things, and I think you do a lot of this, I just say it differently. So one thing is, not just what brought you here, but I kind of find out what is the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will. And, and that's just an understanding that there have been these thoughts for them. This is not, it didn't, they didn't just say, oh, I think I might want to pick up the phone and contact a financial coach, right? There has been something that's been going on. They've been experiencing some sort of pain. And if you liken it to uh, like an elbow pain or, or even a stomach pain, you, like if you have a stomach ache, you're probably going to stay home. But if that stomach ache turns into the type of pain that you get with like a kidney stone, you know, oh, it's time for a doctor, right? So right. what is that straw? What is that kidney pain that brought them to this spot where they were willing to be be vulnerable enough to reach out for help? So that yeah, I like that. I, it makes it specific. Yeah, and it, it kind of reminds them, and and I'm not having to do as much of the picking. I can still remind them as they go, uh, but they again have something to kind of grasp onto. And then the other thing that you had mentioned, or that you I don't know if I heard you mention, was the idea of asking them what they've already tried. So this is already something that, it, you know, it's, it's, you're struggling with this. Is this the first thing you've actually tried or have you tried other things in the past? It's not uncommon for people to have tried going through different financial courses to have tried, you know, doing stuff on their own and just really kind of feeling like they had failed. And for me, as the person who's consulting with them, that's important for me to know, because if what I offer is very similar to what they've already tried, then it may not be the best fit for them unless I'm able to kind of tweak that in a way that's going to make it a different program for them. Does that make sense? Uh, it totally makes sense. Yeah. And I think that that's a, I think that as the person who's being consulted, um, if you were to ask me that, I would appreciate that because that just shows that you're trying to like actually understand the full scope. Like you're actually digging deeper than just the surface. Um, so I think that that's a great addition for sure. Okay, great. Well, thanks for letting for me sure. throw that in there. So go yeah. ahead and tell us some of the some of the magic that you use. Because I've heard, because we have a community and you're in that community. And when we discuss stuff like this, I've heard how just tiny tweaks in the way that you, I, I really hate the word close the sale. <laughs> I hate that phrase. Mm -hmm. um, but the when you actually convert somebody, when you win them over, right? You've yeah. used some pretty cool techniques. Can you share some of those with our listeners? Yeah. Well, before I get into that, I want to just give a quick little insert that after I tell them the, the grand scope of the plan, I then tell them the structure of like how often we meet and, you know, oh. what we kind of cover, that kind of stuff, because mm -hmm. I want them to understand that. Mm -hmm. um, but then after I do that, um, that is when I kind of go into the close, right? Gotcha. And this is where in your brain, all of the, you know, everything slows down. Time slows down and you're like really focused and you're like dialed into that computer screen or you're dialed into that phone and you're just like, it's game time, baby. Right. <laughs> no more somersaults, so, huh? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So 
I'll start with what I used to do and how it didn't work. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Okay. What I used to do, it was pretty involved. Um, I used to basically just say like, hey, you know, this is what I charge. And, you know, I know that it may seem like a decent chunk, but I want you to think about it as like a personal trainer versus a Planet Fitness thing. Uh, because, you know, people will spend 20 bucks on a Planet Fitness membership and they'll never go to the gym. But if they spend a couple hundred bucks on a personal trainer, they're going to get results and blah, blah, blah. Like, and, you know, I was trying to justify it mm-hmm. for them. Right. And for you. Which in my, which in my mind, <laughs> I was like, yeah, like let's, let's knock all those out so that, you know, if they, if they have concerns, then let's knock those out. That's how I first started. And, you know, sometimes it works, but other times it didn't. And it didn't work more often than I wanted. Mm. Right. So, um, after, actually going through your uh, your um, masterclass, the New Money Habits Masterclass for Financial Coaches, which by the way, we'll leave a link in the in the show notes for you, for you to check out. It's an awesome program. I've gone through it myself and it's completely changed everything for me. So, uh, but getting back on topic, uh, <laughs> after going through that, that masterclass, I learned that, hey, like the simpler, the better, mm-hmm. right? And Another thing that I used to do that didn't work that I felt like I was doing it for the client. I felt like I was giving them, you know, more comfort. I was being nicer, all those different things that I thought were working in my favor. It was actually shooting myself in the foot. And it's this simple thing. Why don't you take the night and sleep on it? Really think it through. I want you to do some, I want you to do this because you actually want to do this. I'll touch base with you tomorrow. And we'll see if we want to move forward. Mm -hmm. That was my biggest mistake I have ever made in my consultations. And I did it so many times. And it's the biggest mistake because? Because when you give people that time, their excitement wears off and their skepticism and their cynicism starts to arise. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know... They may have said yes before, but just that one night of sleeping on it, they start justifying in their brains all the reasons not to do it, and then they say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I honestly thought that I was doing them a favor, and you know myself too, by being the nice guy, mm-hmm. and it, it did not work. So what I do now is I keep it very, very simple. I just say... When I invite people into my program, I ask them to invest X amount of dollars a month. Now, with that being said, I confidently feel that you will accomplish these goals much faster and much more efficiently with everything that you have going on now as compared to ever before. If that's something that you want to accomplish, we can get you on the schedule next week or even the week following if you need a little bit more time. Is there any days that work for you? Mm-hmm. And then you're quiet. And then I'm quiet. <laughs> and, you know, if it's a single person, they, you know, it's not like a high pressure thing, but it's just like a, hey, I feel confident in this. I'm giving you the opportunity to, to tell me no, 
if you actually mean no. But if you felt good, and like you've told me throughout the entire call, then let's do it, you know? Um, and from that, just doing that one switch, my conversions went from like 30 to 40% to like 75 to 80%. That's cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's and, it's really interesting too. And I don't mean to cut you off, but no, you're good. it's re it's really interesting too when there's a married couple mm -hmm. and they're both on video mm -hmm. and you hit them with that because then they like look at each other and they're like, uh, do you, you want to do it? Uh, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, let's, let's do it. You know, we need to, uh, okay. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you know? So, you know, you actually get to see what's going on in their brain because they're yeah. talking to each other about it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a big, 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 big thing. That was a huge game changer for me. Awesome. And so I'm going to, I'm going to ask a question because I think it will play into what we're going to talk about later with the question of, um, you said that your conversion rate went up quite significantly. What about your retention rate? I'm curious to know about that. What the people who said yes under that high pressure, and I know you're not really pressuring them, but that mm -hmm. might be what they say. How many of those people continued to do the program and how many people came back and said, oh, you know, I, I changed my mind. Never mind. Yeah. So that is something to make note of um, because when, when people are in that position, whether they feel pressured into it or not, um, I don't, I don't think it's pressure. I think it's more strongly encouragement. <laughs> um, but you know, most of them continue on most of them. There are a couple here and there that are like, you know, I don't think that I can do this anymore because of this reason or that reason. And this actually happened to me, uh, last week, actually, or actually the beginning of the beginning of this week, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, and we had our first meeting on Wednesday and you know, it was just, it was basically the same thing. He's like, I don't think right now is the right time, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't respond to him. He sent me a text. All I did was I said, can you call me? And he said, and he said, yeah. So he called me and I'm like, so what's up, man? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm just like nervous about this. And, he, and I got all this stuff going on and, you know, I don't know if I can afford it. And I was like, totally get it, dude. Totally get it. Well, let me see. I got my notes pulled up from our consultation. Let's just run through everything one more time. I ran through his numbers again. And I was like, see, there's this, there's this available sum of like two grand a month that you can work with. That's enough to cover me as well as make a lot of progress. And really my question is, do you want to make progress? I love that. And he goes, he goes, yeah, man, you got me. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't want to get you, you know, like I want this to be something that you're excited about. Is this mm -hmm. something you want to do? And he said, yes. I just needed the extra encouragement. Mm -hmm. And then we started to the next day, right? Very cool. Yeah, and a lot of times when they say, I can't afford it, especially if you've already gone through the numbers and helped them to see exactly how they can afford it, it really is just that fear creeping in for them. You know, they're yeah. like, because the reality is, even if you, if you pay for a personal trainer and don't do the reps that they say, you're not gonna get the results. So just paying for a personal trainer does not give you the results you're looking for. And yep. it's the same thing with the coach. You know, you if you pay, you could pay tens of thousands of dollars, and if you're not showing up and doing the reps, then you're not gonna get the results. And so I know for me, cause I am a strong investor in coaching as well. And there have been times when I will put out, you know, five, 
five figures for coaching. And it's still that there's that pit in my stomach sometimes where I'm like, I just don't know that I can show up for me. And I know that that's yeah. just something going on in my head. So I have to call the coach and be like, can you walk me through this, please? Because I, you know, I'm about to say no. And I know I really want to say yes, but it's something that there's a mind block for me. Uh, and the only reason I've said that is because I've worked through it and I know. But the clients who haven't worked through that and don't know it, the very easy spot to go is I can't afford this after all. Yeah. So kudos to you for not just saying, okay, we'll talk later, right? You're actually engaging with them, finding out what's really going on behind the curtain and then helping them move forward. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And I do want to make sure I, I double down on this because I think it's important for the listeners to know. I could have responded via text mm-hmm. and, you know, said all the same things, but it gives them an out. And it, and it, and there's also like that personal touch to it. It's just not there. Yeah. So if you ever get those types of messages, don't text back just text them and say, can you call me? Mm-hmm. And then talk to them on the phone. Cause you're going to, you're going to get much further if you talk to them on the phone. So yeah, that's great advice for sure. Yep. Awesome. So let's talk about the question of the day, <laughs> which is right in alignment with what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, recently, we have the coaches Facebook group and, um, you know, through that I've, I've grown, grown close to a number of financial coaches across the country. And, um, I had one of them reach out to me and they asked me this question and it's something that I've personally never considered. However, I see both sides of it. I see the pros and the cons. And the question is, Hey, should I offer some sort of money back guarantee? Hmm. That is a very common and a tough question, I think. Mm-hmm. So what are some of your thoughts? So some of my thoughts, I think, so I'll start with, I'll start with the cons of it. Okay. Obviously, if you offer a money back guarantee and someone goes through your coaching program, even if it's for like the first month, let's just mm-hmm. say, um, goes through your coach, your coaching program for a month. And then they're like, yeah. I think I want to use that money back guarantee. You're putting yourself at risk. You know, you're, you're basically like essentially working for free at that point. And it's wasted time. It's wasted energy because you're trying to help build this person's, um, you know, financial journey and and even really their, their, you know, emotions and, and their mentality, all that kind of stuff. You're putting a lot of energy into that Mm -hmm. for them to just say, never mind. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a waste. Right. Mm -hmm. So, there's that obviously there's the financial side of it too to where it's like you know you could just you could do that for everybody and then if everybody said hey never mind then then you're like never making any progress right Your cash flow is affected at that point yes mm-hmm. yes um and then i also think that it possibly and i say possibly because i'm not sure how i feel about this but i want to say it anyways <laughs> it possibly devalues your coaching as a whole Interesting. That's my cons. Um, do you have anything to add to that? Or what do you, what do you think? You know, what are your cons for it? Well, um, 
since you're just throwing this question at me and gave me no time mm-hmm. to prepare, Cody, um, <laughs> I, I would double down on some of the ones that you already said. Um, I think another potential con is, is for the individual to not bet on themselves, to not follow through on the investment in themselves. So mm-hmm. what I, I think what I mean by that is that sometimes we can get wrapped up in the excitement of, you know, yes, I want to do this and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to invest in this. And if it comes from a very intentional place, which is hopefully when I walk people through consultations, hopefully that's what they're doing is being intentional with that decision. And then they see, well, there's this money back guarantee and now I'm kind of freaked out about what I, my abilities to do this. So I'm just going to quickly say, you know, that there's this money back guarantee. I want it back. There's that. The other piece is it keeps them from taking responsibility. So if I, if I pay somebody to coach me and I don't show up and therefore don't get results, I could easily then say, well, it's because of you coach so-and-so that I didn't get those results. And so I would like that money back. And even if that person has positive cash flow and they can afford to give me that money back, I kind of feel like I just did myself a disservice because I didn't own it. I didn't say, you know what? It was probably me not showing up that actually got this result. And so it enables me to go and just do that again. So I think that's one of the other biggest cons, at least on the client side. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a really good point. I personally did not think about that, um, that it kind of gives them some permission internally to not show up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, and I think that that can happen a lot of a lot with people who do have those self-sabotaging tendencies, um, which I think a lot of people struggle with, unfortunately. Yeah. So that's definitely a really good point for sure. Very okay, good so, point. So let's, thank you for saying that. Let's talk about some of the uh, the pros of this, because otherwise no one would ask. Right. If there if it seemed like all bad no one would ask the question. So what are some of the reasons that someone might want to offer a money back guarantee on their coaching services? Yeah, so I think that this is something that can help both the coach and the potential client if the price point of coaching is a little bit higher uh, than what maybe the, the client feels comfortable with, but okay. they, you know, they're, they're on the fence, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, from a client's perspective, if they know, hey, if I do this and I give it a shot and it works great, awesome. Then I'll keep doing it. If I do this and I don't like it or it's not for me, then I can get my money back. So then to me, I, I feel like the client would be more willing to start, right? Mm-hmm. Which is good for both the client and the coach. Correct. Um, I think that there are studies out there that show that, it, it, especially with speaking about the product. So this is a service that we're talking about, but when we talk about products, when people offer a money back guarantee, um, it actually triples their sales and only about 5% of their customers actually take them up on the money back guarantee. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, do the math, you know, Mm -hmm. it's 300% versus 5%, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So I don't know if that, if that also converts into the service world, but I would imagine that even if it was half wrong, mm-hmm. that it, you know, it would still be good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so 
that's what I think is a pro of it is that I do think that it would convert more clients. Um, the question is, is like, will those clients be quality clients? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I've, after I got asked this question, it really, it actually got my mind going and I was like, I wonder if that would be a good idea because of that, that study as a whole, you know, I, mm -hmm. I looked it up, you know, like right mm -hmm. after that, I was just like, yep, I'm gonna look into this. And that's what it said. And I was just like, dang, like, if that's the truth, that might be cool. And I think that it also helps the client feel like they can trust you more, like they're more comfortable with it. Um, you know, all of those good things, especially with being in the finance world, like, there's so much cynicism, like mm -hmm. so much, that if you offer that kind of thing, that can be a huge thing mm -hmm. for signing a client or not. Yeah. What are your thoughts so, on that? Well, I mean, so I've, I've personally been one of the people who buys a product more likely to buy a product because there's a money back guarantee. Uh, and I can also tell you that when I've returned said product, there's always some caveat attached to it. So, you know, yes, you can send this back, but by the way, you're going to pay for the shipping to send back, which is like, you know, one third of the cost <laughs> of what the product was in the first place. Um, and so, what I'm curious about is, is there, especially if I'm thinking about when you mentioned that you would feel like it's wasted time, all the stuff you've already done, is there a way to offer a money back guarantee that's, that still kind of has them pay for what you've already invested? And I don't know what that really looks like, but it is a question that came to mind. So for example, if you've gone through two or three sessions, would your money back guarantee be, I'm going to pay you back for everything that you've paid, or I'm going to pay you back the difference between what you've paid and what you have actually used? Yeah, that's a great question too. And I think that that would be something that really is, it goes from like coach to coach basis, mm -hmm. you know? Um, you know, I, I think that the, the term high risk, high reward is probably goes into play here. But I also think that, you know, us as coaches, we, we do provide a, a very valuable service and to have it getting, to have it get, a, uh, get taken advantage of is really tough. And that could be a pretty big blow to the coach's men, uh, mental stability too. Yeah. So, yeah, it could. So, yeah, I get it. I mean, I used to do a guarantee. I've done it both ways. So I've had where I offered a money back guarantee. And then right now I don't have that. But when I did do that, there was a caveat attached to it where it said, you know, you have to do the heavy lifting if that's something that you're going to want your money back for. So if I, if we have discussed, you know, this is how we're going to get from point A to point B by doing X, Y, and Z. If you have not actually engaged in those activities, then I can't in good conscience give you your full money back because that's, you know, that doesn't, you're not showing up for yourself at that point. And so I do think that there are times when people could take advantage of that. Uh, but I think the other thing too, now that I don't offer it, and I, I might be considering doing that later in the, in the future, but I think that a lot of times people who don't show up, Cody, they're kind of embarrassed about that and they're not going to show up anyway and ask you for that return on mon on their money. Like they're, they, a lot of the coaches that we work with, a lot of the clients that we work with, like they know when they don't show up and they might be a little bit embarrassed about that. So they're not going to be like, Hey, I want my money back. Right. They're just going to avoid you. And that's kind of sad too. I think I do believe that some coaches are just like, well, good. Now, now I don't have to give them their money back, but 
is that really serving them? You know, if, if they really are in a spot where it's like, they're just not, they're not showing up for themselves. And so they're going to be upset about that as coaches, maybe it's important for us to reach out and, and find out, you know, Hey, what's going on? What can we do to help move you from your stuck point to getting unstuck? And at that point they would actually be excited to re-engage in that service rather than coming back and asking for your money. So I think, I think it can go either way, to be honest with you. I don't know if there's one right or wrong answer. Um, it's a, it's a really great question. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think that you bring up some good points too. I, I especially like that you're holding those people accountable. Um, and I think that that's very crucial. And I do understand what you're saying with like, with them being embarrassed, you know, mm -hmm. and, and then kind of being fearful to move forward past that. And, you know, I think that there are some coaches that would be like, well, you know, they paid me for the, for the time I spent with them. So that's, that's good, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but then I think that there's the other coaches, especially the coaches that are more emotional coaches to where they get more attached to their clients and, um, you know, they really want the best for them, that kind of thing. That can really be a big blow, you know, and it's something to, it's something to consider for sure. So, yeah. Great question. Um, Thank you so much yeah. for bringing that to the table because I think it's something that we're all, we're all trying to figure out and I'll be excited to see what, are you going to start offering one? What do you think? You know, today? I was going to say, I think a good way to wrap up this question and wrap up the call too, or not the call. I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in I'm in coaching mode right now. Wrap up the podcast uh, is is to talk about, you know, what do we think that we personally are going to do? So mm. I personally never offered a, a money back guarantee. Uh, however, I I think that, you know, the, I understand the, the pros and the cons to it. And I'm very much, we talked about this in the very first episode. I like to try new things. I'm an opportunist. I like to try it. So I may try it, uh, you know, for a month or whatever, or, you know, five clients, something like that, and just see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And if it's something that I think is really helping push new clients uh, onto my plate, or it's something that I think is really making the client relationship better because they feel like they have that trust, then yeah, I'll probably keep going. But if not, then hey, like worst case scenario, I lost a month that, you know, maybe not maybe wasn't as good as it could have been or something like that. So, but you never know until you try, you yeah, know, that's, yeah, that's so, very true. That's yeah. Very true. So that's where I'm at. Cool. And I have, um, so something just popped into my head that I wanted to say earlier and was not able to recall it. And it's important enough to say it right here. I think if you are going to consider doing a money back guarantee, keep this in mind because this is one of the reasons that it's very difficult to do that in our niche. When you are, unsatisfied with a specific product, it's easy to say that product didn't work. I changed my mind. I don't know. It's, it's not going to do what I needed to do. So please give me my money back. When we are talking about something like this, a service like this, it's very difficult to know if that product didn't work because you have to know what those results are that you specifically were trying to achieve. And so I think that is going to be absolutely crucial when you are trying to decide, do I offer this money back guarantee? Because if you are selling your time for money, that's one thing. Then you can say, well, I've given you two, two hours and I had promised four, so I'll pay you back for the other two, right? Like that's, that's one way. That's measurable. But if you are selling your results in exchange for money, then it's going to be very important to have those results very strongly defined so that your client knows when those results have happened or have not happened. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
Very wise, Maria. <laughs> if only I could come up with it when I'm supposed to, that would be fantastic. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, anyway, thank you so much for all of that, Cody. I really appreciate it. To our, all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in today. I know this one was a little bit longer than normal. I'm really glad that you stuck with us. I really hope that you got some real value, some things that you can apply to your actual business, things that you can start thinking about, things that will help you grow. And if you have questions for us, we really encourage you to email those to us at podcast at financial coaches podcast that no ah you're close pot, i'm close and, and we'll edit that part out <laughs> i'm so close at podcast at newmoneyhabits.com so we can hear all of those insights and those questions and if you know what your question may be even featured on one of our future episodes so please do that cody do you have anything else you'd like to say to our listeners before we sign off yeah, I just think it's important to also note that we do have that free Facebook group for coaches as well. Um, it's a great community of like-minded coaches who are all looking to help each other and help each other grow. So uh, that Facebook group is called New Money Habits Coaches. And again, it's totally free to join and just be a part of the community there. And last but not least, we would also super appreciate it if you would subscribe and give our show a rating and even share it if you think that it was that good, which we hope you do. You know, I, I personally think it's pretty good. So. Uh, <laughs> well, it's fun so, for us, if nothing else, right? That's it's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, just remember to subscribe, rate it, share it, you know, all the good stuff. And, you know, we hope that you get value from this and we'll tune in next week. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much, Cody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast, brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.